When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. McDavid centers for the timer score. Oscar Clefbaum and Edmonton strikes again in overtime. This time it's Clefbaum. Riley takes the snap. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. smoky out there isn't it <laughs> that that's been the most overused line of the day <laughs> pretty smoky out there huh that's like you know in winter you go it's pretty cold out there wow pretty snowy eh pretty hot eh yeah a lot of rain eh yeah it's pretty smoky i'll tell you waking up this morning and good evening by the way it's dave campbell and for reed wilkins tonight on 6 30 chat inside sports reed is back tomorrow on the big program but waking up this morning was, uh, like everyone else I'm sure would agree, it, it was like Earth got moved to Mars or something like that. Like, I've, I've never seen a sun like that and just this orange-yellowy plume. Um, it, was, it was very strange. You know, I woke up thinking it was about 4.15 in the morning, not a quarter after 7. It's crazy, let me tell you. But uh, very quickly you learn that how bad it was out there. I've never experienced smoke like that. That was insane. So it did affect uh, a lot of outdoor activity. Um, I know pets and young children, seniors. I mean, you just you just don't go outside today, and that's uh, that's tough. If you got uh, you know if you got pets and you got uh, you got little kids and kids that, and kids period that like to play outside, can't do it. So I bet a lot of uh, rec centers and in- indoor play places were absolutely busy. Anything to do with indoor activity was was going absolutely bonkers today. And it did affect the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, They sent out an advisory around uh, about 10.30ish this morning, maybe a little bit earlier, saying they were moving practice indoors today because of the smoke advisory. And uh, you've heard it. I mean, (laughs) apparently the smoke advisories were as high as it could go today in Edmonton. So I know it's a, you know Calgary's affected as well, and um, you know Regina, Winnipeg, they, they've had some some smoke advisories too. But th- this is the worst I think we've all seen it. But uh, yeah, Jason Moss, head coach of the Eskimos, talked about the fact that uh, yeah, there's just no way you can go outside today. 
you know, we want to be able to practice and have our guys stay healthy. So moved it in and got some great work in today. Any concerns about the game on on Saturday? Say that again, sorry? Any concerns about the game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, if, if we're not allowed to practice out in it right now, I, if it doesn't get any better, I don't know what else we're going to do. So I'll let that be up to the league to how they're going to handle that. But we'll do whatever they say. But obviously it was bad enough out there today that we were advised not to go out in it. So we'll just see what it's like uh, come game time. I mean, I'm assuming you're not a, a, supposed to breathe there. That's... Uh, that's out there right now. I mean, as far as we, you know, you're breathing in more air than normal uh, when you're puffing and puffing and exerting more energy. So I'm assuming that's the reason why. So I get it. I understand it. And like I said, we were fortunate enough to have a building like this that we're able to play in and get work in. You, you ever seen anything like this around here? No, never have. I mean, it's pretty, rem pretty, pretty remarkable to be quite honest with you. So it's, I feel, feel bad for where it's coming from. I know they're dealing with a lot uh, more issues than what we are here just with the air quality um, so it's unfortunate uh, and we're dealing with the best way we can. I would assume just on the fact that we weren't able to practice in it or advised to not practice in it that the league would look at that as a, some unsafe environment for us to play in um, but I'll let that be up to them and like I said we'll show up ready to play and if, if we can't we can't. I get to work in the dark, so I didn't see it until somebody pointed it out to me. I looked outside, and it was like this, and they said, it's advised that you guys don't go outside today. I said, fair enough. We'll go inside. I just hope it's better air in here, <laughs> and obviously it is, so that's why we did. It wasn't planned, but uh, obviously it was advised. Simple as that. Simple as that. No way that the Eskimos could go out there and do their work and 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 be safe out there. And there's some players on the team, uh, not many, that have some uh, asthma issues. Uh, Adam Konar is one, so this has affected him obviously. Um, you know, just in general, and um, the fact that the Eskimos were able to practice indoors. And yeah, I was I was there at the field house today, and uh, it was pretty good quality air. Um, you could feel a tinge of the smoke. But overall, it was it was pretty good, um, all things considered. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Jason Moss was asked, "What happens if this is what we're dealing with on Saturday?" And it's a possibility, although the forecast does call for the smoke to start clearing out as early as tomorrow, and especially on Friday, they expect the smoke to to clear. But you never know; winds could change. Uh, weather patterns change all the time, but I mean, we're dealing with we're dealing with forest fire smoke. It just shows you the magnitude of how bad things are in BC. It's just it's terrible. I can't imagine what they're going through. And I remember the uh, even the fires up in Fort Mac; those were horrific. And yeah, we got some uh, some of that smoke. It was you know I, that was bad. This is this is next level, next two three levels up in my opinion. So what we know or, or led to believe today that if this day was game day, okay, between the Eskimos and Alouettes, there would be no game. It would be postponed. So the call apparently does not even, like this will not even be considered as far as whether the game goes on or whether the game is postponed until 48 hours before kickoff, okay, or inside of that period. So we're talking tomorrow night. Because the game's at 7 o'clock on Saturday. You can catch it right here on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 is countdown to kickoff uh, down the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. So it's Wednesday. Tomorrow night's Thursday. Or tomorrow's Thursday. So tomorrow night at 7 o'clock inside that 48-hour window is when the determination will be, will be made or start to be um, formulated, I guess. You know, um, 
one way or the other. And that is according to the CFL and the Edmonton Eskimos and the Montreal Alouettes are into that uh, conversation as well. So it'd be the league, Eskimos president Len Rhodes, and uh, Alouettes president Mark Waitman. So right now there's really nothing to talk about as far as consider- considering whether there'll be a game or not because we're so far away. We're 72 hours plus away from the start of the game, but yeah, it's a big concern. There's no doubt about it. You know, um, I have been a part of lightning delays. I've never been part of a game that has been canceled or postponed. I've been part of two games that have almost been canceled or postponed. Um, One in uh, Regina in 2007 because of a a lightning storm and a thunderstorm. And of course, the same thing this year in Winnipeg in week one, uh, back in mid-June, the longest continuous game in CFL history. But this has never been a scenario. And of course, we had the blackout game in Toronto involving the Eskimos that uh, caused the game on Friday to be moved to Sunday. that's back in 2003, and that was because of the extreme heat that just put all so much weight on the on the uh, grid, the power grid. That uh, there is a, a huge blackout in the eastern uh, part of uh, Canada and the United States. So, but we've never had anything to do with uh, forest fire smoke. So. Yeah, it's a it's a concern out there. There's no question. You can uh, text in at 6:30, Um Jim says, way smokier by Red Deer than in Edmonton. Well, Jim, I can tell you this. Good thing the game won't be played in Red Deer on Saturday. That is a good thing. So, yeah, and the task at hand for the Edmonton Eskimos is to beat the Montreal Alouettes. And uh, it looks like Johnny Manziel's not going to play. Nope. Doesn't look like it. Missed practice yesterday because he had a medical appointment uh, to... Uh, focus on uh, nothing related to the concussion but it was probably with his bipolar condition and he had to get some blood work and things like that so Alouettes uh, today released a statement because Johnny Manziel was not at Alouettes practice again today on Tuesday morning Johnny Manziel mentioned to our medical staff that he felt symptoms that could be associated with the prescribed medication he uses for a previously diagnosed medical condition he then missed practice in order to have some blood work done. In view of that, uh, the hit he received on Saturday and the potential mitigating side effects of his prescribed medication, Alouette's medical staff has placed Manziel under CFL concussion protocol. For further observation and precautionary reasons, Manziel will be closely observed and assessed in the next few days. It doesn't look like he's going to play on Saturday, which is a bit of a bummer. I know. Uh, the quarterback on the home side is pretty good, though, in Mike Riley. So, you know, if it's going to be a nice day, it looks like it will be. And, yes, it does look like uh, at least forecast that the smoke will move on. Um, it would be a good time to come down onto the Brickfield Commonwealth Stadium and check out the game. So there you go. In fact, uh, later on in the show, we got a four-pack of tickets to give away. Not now. Not now. But later. So that means Antonio Pipkin. Who? Antonio Pipkin is the likely starter for the uh, for the Montreal Alouettes. And uh, asking uh, around today, you ever heard of Antonio Pipkin? To a few uh, Eskimo defenders, and they're like, who? Who's that? So that could be a challenge for the Eskimos. Um, could be a big challenge for Antonio Pipkin, who only saw a brief amount of time uh, in a start last, uh, I don't know if he started, but he did play against the Hamilton Tiger Cats 
in the final game of the regular season. He was only 2 of 9. He had very low passing numbers and didn't look very good in the game. Last week in Ottawa, he performed the short yardage duties um, for Johnny Manziel. And uh, Manziel took a pretty big hit on a touchdown, which was, uh, he fumbled actually, because he was hit hard by Jonathan Rose of the Red Blacks, one of their uh, corners. And he slumped to the ground, Manziel did, and then uh, the ball came loose, and Christian Matt, their center, um, pounced in the football and touched down Alouettes. And then Manziel walked up and didn't look very good. It looked like Bambi on ice. Went to the uh, sidelines, was cleared to play. Clearly was not the same, though. But the league cleared him on that concussion. So you got to be led to believe that maybe the medications he's taking is affecting his, uh, his head a little bit. And maybe concussion symptoms returned or what mirrors concussion symptoms. But regardless, it doesn't look like Johnny Manziel is going to play for the Alouettes on Saturday, which is bad for them because it looked like they were going in the right direction with him. Better start on Saturday or last Saturday against the Red Blacks than his previous start at home, his debut against the Hamilton Tiger Cats when he threw four interceptions. So as far as the Eskimos are concerned, C.J. Gable uh, looks like uh, he's out. The running back did not take any reps at all. In fact, he wasn't in a practice period. And uh, looks like it, it likely will be Shaq Cooper that will be taking the uh, the lead as far as the uh, running back reps go for the Edmonton Eskimos against the Montreal Alouettes. And there's been a lot of talk about Shaq Cooper going way back into minicamp in April down in Las Vegas. The Eskimos did make a a transaction, or not transaction, but a a roster note today, and that is placing defensive back Arjun Colhoun on the six-game injured list. Uh, Looks like, or what I'm hearing is a growing injury. Uh, He suffered against the BC Lions last Thursday. It may not be the full six, but you never know. You mean, you throw players on the six-game injured list and you go well there there you go um see what happens sometimes these injuries aren't six weeks some or six games sometimes they're just two or three and you can pull guys off early anyway and uh, just the only thing is it it uh, it counts against the cap except for twice in the year when you can actually pull a player for for free and you don't have to put that back on your cap so anyway but that gets a little confusing so a uh, lot of a lot of hope for Arjun Colhoun Canadian corner uh, ratio changer but unfortunately uh, got hurt uh, after the second preseason game after he was injured before that game and then he played and then got injured in uh, week three of training camp when the Eskimos had no game and uh, has recently come back, but only playing on special teams. So that's tough. So there you go for the Eskimos news. So hopefully the smoke clears off in time for the game. But again, that determination or the consideration for that, whether the game will be played or not, won't be made until inside 48 hours of kickoff. So we're looking at another 24 hours for this smoke to hopefully uh, move its way on out of here. Hopefully we get some rain. That would greatly help the situation so hopefully the game will go but looks like it's pretty favorable that it will go but you never know so fingers crossed toes crossed everything like that and hopefully we will get a game on saturday between the edmonton eskimos and the montreal alouettes it is 6 20 back with more inside sports in a moment hi this is ryan Nugent hopkins from your edmonton oilers you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on oilers radio 6 30 chad it is Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Reed will be back tomorrow. Uh, Blue Jays and Royals supposed to be continuing their series uh, down at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, but uh, rain delay um, is uh, wreaking havoc with that game. Although when you're the Jays and Royals, you wreak havoc with nothing because they're not very good. But uh, 
Yeah, rain uh, delayed the game yesterday. They were able to get the, the game going, but uh, right now there is no game to speak of because it is delayed by rain. Anthony Rizzo homered and drove in three runs, stole two bases, and his return to the cleanup spot. Chicago Cubs restoring their three-game lead in the National League Central with an 8-4 win over the Milwaukee Brewers. So we are getting some uh, exciting baseball it's really heating up. It's a month and a half away from playoffs in September. Of course, the pennant races are really going to heat up, and that's exciting. We'd all definitely miss when the Jays were uh, in the mix and in first place and fighting for playoff positioning those two years. Oh, sigh. Well, you can't have it all every year. Um, you can text in at 630-630. Uh, Oil 10 says, where in the world are uh, Johnny, or sorry, uh, Vernon Adams <laughs> and Drew Willie. Drew Willie is hurt and on the six-game injury list at last report. So is Johnny Adams or Johnny Adams. Johnny Adams also on the six-game injury list. He's the Eskimos, one of the Eskimos cornerbacks in the secondary. Um, yeah, Vernon Adams uh, suffered a foot injury after the game against the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats when Johnny Manziel um, uh, made his debut and it wasn't very good. So there you go. Both uh, quarterbacks on the six-game injury list. It's not good right now. It's not good for the uh, Alouettes quarterback situation. Manziel gave them hope. Not everyone likes uh, Johnny Manziel or this story. Uh, Any true football fan doesn't give a blank about Johnny. It's like being on the Dean's list and being homeless a few years out of college. A little harsh. (laughs) I know we've had Johnny Manziel rammed down our throat. I I get it completely. I get it. But uh, that's not his fault. Is it the fault of uh, the national media? Yep. Um, no doubt about it. Um, is it the fault of the CFL? Yep. But, you know, that's not Johnny Manziel's doing. He's just up here trying to play. So it would have been fun to see him on, on Saturday, that's for sure. But uh, that isn't going to happen. Travis uh, texted at 630-630. If the game is postponed Saturday, when would they likely make up that game? That's a good question. I don't know. And like Andrew Gross was saying uh, on the afternoon news when we were doing the old, uh, what they call in the business, the crossover. Um, he said, could you move to Sunday? You probably can't do that because the Eskimos play in Hamilton on Thursday. So that is a problem unless you move that game. And maybe that's more realistic because you would have both the Eskimos and the Tiger Cats off for about a week close to a week as uh, their next game isn't until Labor Day for both teams as the Hamilton Tiger Cats take on the Argos, of course the Eskimos take on the Calgary Stampeders. So I don't know, but uh, hopefully it will not get to that point. So there you go. We don't know uh, when it's going to happen if, if it does happen that the es- the Eskimo game and the, Alo- the Eskimo Alouette game will be postponed. But again, that determination will not even be considered, that consideration will not be made whether the game goes on or whether the game doesn't uh, until 48 hours before kickoff. Because the weather can change like that. So there you go. But uh, hopefully not. And it looks favorable. Uh, news is next from the 630 Chet 24-hour news center with Cassandra Jodouin. Very excited after the news, to be joined by Eskimo legend, linebacker, defensive lineman, Jed Roberts. He'll be holding an autograph session along with former Eskimo defensive lineman Randy Spencer during the game on Saturday. We're all going to say now the game will go ahead.
with the Montreal Alouettes. Let's just prognosticate now. It'll happen. Smoke will leave. We'll be playing that game. There you go. Dave Campbell and Fareed Wilkins here on 630 Chat Inside Sports. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Welcome back to the show, 633. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. He'll be back in this chair tomorrow. We will talk some Oilers in about an hour from now with Jack Michaels. Um, I've pulled him off of his vacation, so it felt a little bad, but he said yes. So how bad can I really feel if he agreed to do the interview? Um, of course, yesterday, uh, terrible news uh, from the Edmonton Oilers uh, regarding defenseman Andre Sekera suffered a torn Achilles while training for the upcoming season. So no timetable on a return, but, you know, Achilles injuries usually take about, um, you know, about six months, uh, give or take, I guess. So not good considering he was coming off a torn ACL uh, the year before suffered in the playoffs against the Anaheim Ducks in game number five in the, in the second round. So that is not good. Well, on Saturday, it's the Edmonton Eskimos and the Montreal Alouettes, and uh, very hopeful still that game will uh, go on. Looks like uh, it should, as the smoke should clear up in time for that game. And uh, it's diversity is strength night. It is also the night where uh, you can say hello to a couple of Eskimo, and this is what the press release says, and I would agree with it. Eskimo legends. One is Randy Spence who will be on this very program tomorrow night with Reed in studio uh, at 7 o'clock. And uh, this man will also be in the uh, involved in this autograph session. He is the one, the only, the legendary former linebacker, former defensive uh, tackle. Uh, that is Jed Roberts. Jed, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just on the road down to Silver Lake right now. How bad is, uh, is the smoke in your area? Oh, man, it's still pretty bad. I have... Uh bad seasonal allergies, so this isn't really doing me any favors. I thought it'd be, thought there might be a small chance if I go to Sylvan, I might be able to avoid a little bit, but it doesn't look like it's going to clear up. So. You know, and 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 when, you know when when the smoke and and we know that when smoke comes in and, and it happens every every year, right? Because there's always a forest fire situation somewhere uh, in this neck of the woods, whether it's in Alberta, whether it's in BC. Uh, it's never been this bad, and it forced the Eskimos to go inside um, and practice and get away from the from the smoke because the the air quality index was as bad as it could be in Edmonton. But when back when you played, have you had anything similar to this when you? No, no, no. I mean, I woke up this morning. I looked out my front door, and it was post-apocalyptic. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" It was uh, worse than fog, you know, as far as visibility goes. But no, I don't recall it ever being this bad. I know, I know, there's been years back where we had uh, wildfires in Alberta, but I don't recall the smoke ever being this thick. It's probably because of the woods that's being burned, and BC is probably a lot different. <laughs> Well, it shows you how bad it is over there, and you really feel for those people. So uh, you definitely pray and hope for the best because uh, this is not good at all. And uh, hopefully uh, things will clear up, supposed to clear up in time for the game on Saturday. So um, I know I've been a part of two lightning delays, and uh, you know, and I know the, the game. Uh, there's a game in Toronto I mentioned earlier in 2003 that was uh, postponed uh, because of the blackout uh, in Toronto because of extreme heat. But uh, hopefully this game will go. And uh, if, if, it, if it does, and I think it will. Uh, diversity is strength night, and the Eskimos are honoring uh, two Eskimo legends. Uh, one, Johnny Bright, who's on the Wall of Honor, and he has a, a big imprint in the city of Edmonton. And uh, he's not—he, you know, he's not a player, but man, he's 
big part of the Eskimos organization, big part of the city of Edmonton, uh, Joey Moss. And when you say Joey Moss, I think everyone smiles and everyone is, you know, it get, gets a warm feeling in their heart. You you know Joey as well. Uh, uh, what, oh, yeah. What, what yeah, a perfect night, isn't it, for him? Yeah. You know, Joey used to sing James Bond show tunes in the, in the locker room when he would be cleaning up. And <laughs> I'd be singing right there along with him. He'd be singing uh, Carly Simon, Nobody Does It Better. You know, he, he's his character. I love that kid. Yeah. Tell me about when you first met Joey Moss and, uh, you know, just just how quickly it was for you to kind of gravitate towards him. And because uh, that's the thing is, you know, I, I love watching the new players when they come in, when, when Joey uh, worked for the Eskimos in the summer. And, and you know, he doesn't uh, he works this year. He worked a little bit, but but not as extensively as he did in the past. But you always see the players quickly gravitate towards uh, towards uh, Joe. Uh, but tell me. When the first time you met him, and, and how quickly it was for you to, you know, just to just to really gravitate towards him. You know, I I was aware of who Joey was before I met him because of the Wayne Gretzky connection, and his sister dated Wayne Gretzky, and so I was a little bit awestruck. You know, so I have to be honest with you, I I, uh, I kind of came in, but I've been briefed before I even met him. So, but you're totally right. When new players come in, they're not quite sure what to make of him because he's so carefree and and dedicated and focused on his job at the same time, right? He's always worried he's going to get busted by Dwayne messing around. So I would always try to encourage him to mess around as possible so I could piss Dwayne off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joey is uh, he's so beloved, and he's an icon at Edmonton. And I, I don't know of too many people who uh connected to the sports team who aren't aware of what Joey is and what he means to Edmonton and what he brings to the table. Um, you know, he's... Uh, He's one of a kind, that's for sure. I know when the new players would come up, they would, they would try to ask him, what's the story with this guy? And uh, the first thing that would always happen is, is I would tell people how old he was, and no one would ever believe me. <laughs> he's timeless. Like, he's looked the same age for a long time, you know? So, uh, and then the second thing is, is uh, Joey can talk trash with the best of them, but none of the new guys can understand a word of what he's saying, so I would always have to interpret it. And, uh, you know, Dwayne was always pretty good at it, but the more time you spend with Joey, the more you kind of get uh, acclimated to what he's saying and how, he, you know, his, his own unique brand of uh, herbiage, right? So, yeah. uh, man, you know, that's one of the things when you talk about not playing anymore, that's one of the things I miss the most, you know, was uh, the characters like Joey. You know, at Edmonton was really lucky to have him. Yeah, no question about it. And and there's not many players I think or, or coaches that want to want a trash talking contest with Joey. He could he could go. Yeah, and you know, and he could make you feel bad. And you don't even know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he always had that talent, right? He always yes, he always he has that in, the, in, in his arsenal for sure. But you know, I love yeah. what Dwayne Mandrujak says about him, and he's the longtime equipment manager for the Eskimos uh, since 1971. Yeah. And you know, he says, you know, <laughs> you, you see Joey Moss, and if you if you have have a bad day, you just go up to Joey, and man, your day will turn around quickly because the yeah, I don't I don't think Joey's ever had a bad day. You know, no. He's always got a smile on his face, and he's quick with the joke, even though you might not understand it. <laughs> it's good that the CFL is definitely uh, recognizing him on Saturday, so that'll be really Yeah, cool. you know, it's, it's long overdue because uh, he's always been a picture. You always knew it was training camp when you saw Joey's face, you know, and, and uh, you know, he kept coming, walking across the parking lot over there to Cordia with his coffee in his hand. And, uh, but I tell you what, that kid puts away more coffee than I, I could ever even hope to. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he, he deserves it. The kid works really hard for it. 
Yeah, no question. As we're joined by former Eskimos uh, linebacker, defensive lineman uh, Jed Roberts here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, Jed, along with Randy Spencer, will be part of an autograph session on Saturday when the Eskimos take on the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, Got to ask you about that last game, Jed. Oof. Oh, that was a tough one for this football team to lose. Yeah, you know, I was there in person. I was there uh, to receive my late father's great cup ring. And That's, right. So got, That's right. That's right. I got to sit in the green room with the 68-69 uh, Ottawa uh, players. <laughs> and, you know, it was really interesting because I got to see the love that those guys have for one another, the back-to-back great cup winning teams in 68-69. And so I was kind of, uh, my, my attention was a little bit diverted <laughs> in the first half because I was, I was so anxious to get that ring. But the thing I was struck struck with the most in that game was how composed Johnny Benzel was. You know, he, he was uh, hitting his third and fourth reads. He was using his feet to buy himself time. He was uh, stepping up in the pocket. He was confident in his throws. He was making throws that, you know, I don't. I was skeptical. i got to be honest with you. When he came up here, I didn't know how he was going to handle, A, the extra defender, yeah. and B, the wide field, you know, because the open, the, the wide side out just hangs up there forever. And uh, he had some zip on his throws, and I didn't expect that. You know, I knew he could make time for himself with his feet. Everybody knows about that part of his game, but I didn't realize he had such a live arm. You know, it's hard to see that when you're watching highlights on uh, TV. and You know, you don't really get a sense of that. But uh, when I saw that up close, you know, it wasn't because of Janet Mazzell that they lost that game. It was because the receivers were dropping balls. You know, yeah. he threw a couple, up there, a couple of jump balls up there where, you know, if he had better receivers, those uh, I think the result probably would have been a Montreal favorite. Yeah, no question. And and what a blow it is for them. It, it doesn't look like he's going to play on Saturday, and and that that's a you know a bummer for Eskimo fans, obviously, because uh, you know I think people were you know you look at the trade, and then um, it was really uncertain whether he was going to play in Montreal when the Eskimos were there, but and he ended up didn't ended up not playing. But and then you look on the calendar. Oh, August eighteenth. Well, uh, he'll likely play in that game. So uh, kind of a, a real big step back for the Alouettes who have no quarterbacks really of record of any experience that can play that game. But someone yeah, asked you. I think they got their six-string quarterback on ice right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> just, right. They just reacquired him like last week, you know, so the, the poor guy, like, he's, you know, that franchise, if it's not one thing, it's another. And, and I share your disappointment, you know, but I was really looking forward to seeing Johnny Mazzell. I think as he progresses and gets more time under his belt, he's just going to get better, right? Yeah. Uh, it seems like he's... Uh, you know the way he played in that game in Ottawa, I, and I would I would wager that he's probably not spending too much time on Stamford Street because he, uh, you know, he, he looked like he did his homework coming in, and that's not an easy defense to throw on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got a good secondary there in Ottawa and good good front seven. And, uh, and I, but I did see that I was on the sideline when he took that hit on the goal line, and uh, you know he really I knew right away that he had a concussion. I didn't think he was going to come back, but he did. Um, but without him, you know, Montreal's probably, you know, the chances in Edmonton aren't very good because I don't think, you know, they're going to have to get the bus driver to come out and take some throws. <laughs> they don't have anybody else, right? So, uh, you know, Tavis is going to have to earn his money this week, and it's, uh, it's been a tough year for him. Tavis yeah. Reed, the GM of the Ottawa's, uh, you know, he's just that's what those guys get paid to do, and he's just going to have to beat the bushes and try to see if they can find somebody. You know, that's how Ricky Ray got his start. Nobody knew who he was when he got started either, so. Uh, well, we'll see what happens, I guess. And if you're the Eskimos, I mean, you look at the game and it's very winnable, I think, even when Johnny Manziel was slated to start in this game, but now it, it looks even more winnable. But 
you played on teams against, you know, played on Eskimo teams that were superior to your opponents, and you've played, you know, supposedly bad teams as well. How tough is it for games like this uh, for a team that, you know, one team, Team A should beat Team B. Can it be a challenge, or is it, or is it, uh, you know? Oh, it absolutely can yeah. be. I can, I can give you examples, you know, from my own career. We went through Saskatchewan, and we got beat by Jeff Bentrum. You know? <laughs> no, you don't know who yeah. he is? Well, neither did anybody else. Exactly. He, him, right? <laughs> he was the backup quarterback. He was the defensive, uh, he was the offensive quarterback for the North Dakota State uh, Bison. And uh, he won a couple Harlan Hill trophies, but he was a running quarterback, and he couldn't throw a lick, but he beat us throwing. So it's one of those games where you really just can't take it for granted. You've got to go in there, and you've still got to practice as if you're going against Mandel, and you've still got to practice as if, you know, you've got a lot of pride on the line, and you just can't underestimate opponents in the CFL because if you do, you'll be dead in the water. I know we went into Ottawa a couple times back when uh, in the 90s there, and they beat us, and then we got so mad when they came to our house, we beat them like 63 to 10 or something. So, <laughs> uh, you don't want to lose these games because the early games, you know, they can really dictate who you, you know, where you end up finishing at the end of the year, especially when injuries start to hit right around Labor Day. Yeah. So uh, this is a game they must win in order. They, if they want to keep pace with Calgary, you know, they want to keep pace with, uh, with the good teams like Saskatchewan probably – if they can get over this whole Jerron Carter thing, you know, uh, they're probably going to be pretty uh, tough to beat along with Winnipeg. So the West isn't going to get any easier or any better. So you've got to win these games against the Eastern teams in order to have a chance at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Former Eskimo Jed Roberts joining us here tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, you know Jason Moss very well. And on this very program, on uh, well, actually on the Eskimos Coaches Show uh, on 6:30, Chad, uh, with uh, with Jason Moss on uh, Monday at 7:30, uh, between 7:30 and 8 with Morley Scott, and that shows on every week on Mondays. Uh, so make sure you catch it this Monday. But Jason Moss proclaimed that the penalty situation is his responsibility. Basically, went out and said it is his fault that he needs to change his demeanor on the sideline. As far as you know, if uh, if I'm telling my players to take, you know, not to take 15-yard penalties. I can't put myself in a position to take the same penalty. And he's been flagged a couple times during his time as a head coach. We know he threw headsets. We know he threw or he, uh, you know, slammed a Gatorade jug to to the ground. And he says, those are the type of things I can't do anymore. I'm still going to be animated. I'm still going to be intense because that is who I am. But what does that say to you about Jason Moss stepping up, taking that responsibility and, and I guess just trying to set the example. Are we seeing the maturation of a, of a head coach here? Yeah, I think that uh, the emotion will always be there for Jason. I think uh, how he chooses to manage it will probably have to change. And he's, I've known Jason for a long time. Uh, I played with him, um, friends with him off the field. And, you know, he's that kind of guy. He's just the kind of guy that, you know, he likes to, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. You know, he's not a, what you see is what you're going to get. Um, you know, and if you know anything about his background, losing his father at such a young age, you know, that, that was traumatic for him. And I think a lot of that comes out when when adversity strikes, it's really difficult for him to manage his emotions. And, and he'd be the first to tell you that he needs he needs that maturation because he's got, he doesn't have the luxury of doing that behind closed doors, right? He's got a lot of people watching him and people uh, making judgments. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, those judgments can... Uh, can really affect your development as a as a professional, and I think Jason realizes that. I, I don't. I don't. I would fully expect that Jason will take the lesson and move on. Right. I don't think the emotion will ever change, but I think the way he approaches it, and how he manages it, will for sure.
Yeah. Okay, so this game on Saturday, uh, it, it should be a good one regardless of who the quarterback is because the Eskimos just need a win uh, after a tough loss in B.C. And uh, you're going to be uh, involved in an autograph session with uh, former Eskimo defensive lineman uh, Randy Spencer. Um, how much do you enjoy first getting together with Eskimo alumni and, 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 meeting, and meeting the fans? Oh, I love it. You know, that was, uh, I think that was one of the hallmarks of my career. You know, I was always out in the community rubbing elbows and they set it up with people, and I just love seeing familiar faces and people telling me how long they've been season ticket holders. You know, I, I get a kick out of that. That's something that, uh, you know, after having been to Ottawa and seeing how that franchise treated that 58-59 team and the fact that that game was sold out, you know, and uh, I really, uh, it really made me appreciate, like, how important it is to have that type of fan engagement and to uh, meet people where they're at. And uh, I think that one thing Ottawa has done a really good job of is uh, getting the younger demographic, you know, and I think part of that is due in part to the layout of the stadium with all the uh, taverns and restaurants and some movie theaters. So they really kind of put it like nestled right into the community. They really brought the community to them. I think what the stadium is, the, the uh, Commonwealth Stadium is the Susan Sarandon of CFL Stadium. <laughs> you know, she's still pretty hot, but she's not getting any younger, right? So we got to figure out a way to get people over there to, to appreciate the beauty that we have at, at our stadium. And, uh, you know, the, the Eskimos uh, community engagement, they're trying, you know, they're, they're coming up with new ways, you know, bringing in that, the musical acts and, you know, it's, it, they got the word cut out for them. But I really think that we have one of the best teams of, in, North America in terms of like how well run it is and you know the community uh, owned aspect of it and the, the fact that the players really get out and beat the pavement to get out to the schools and talk to the kids about the importance of education and that's something that I really believe is I think that if you want to bring the younger demographic you've got to go meet those people where they're at and got to figure out a way to bring them in and this is one of the ways we try to do that so uh, those guys pay my salary. You know, the people that come to the games, they pay my salary for a long time. So yeah. the least I could do is go out and uh, show my appreciation and uh, tell people how much we really appreciate them coming out. Jed, as always, it's a treat to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming back on the show, okay? Hey, man, thanks for having me. I really like it. I love the show. You betcha. Thanks, Jed. Appreciate it. And uh, safe travels and uh, do well with the smoke, okay? And hopefully... We'll do. We'll do. Hopefully it's leaving soon, and it looks like it is. So that's okay. a good thing. Thanks, Jed. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I cut Jed off there. How could I cut Jed Roberts off? Anyway, I'm sorry, Jed. <laughs> Jed Roberts and Randy uh, Spencer will have a autograph session as the Eskimos take on the Montreal Alouettes on Saturday. 7 o'clock is kickoff on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, and 5.30 is countdown to kickoff right here on 6.30, Jed. 6.51, back with more of Inside Sports in a moment. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight. Inside Sports brought to you by Northern Chicken, bringing down, uh, bringing down home southern food and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com. Man, it was great to talk to Jed Roberts again. Uh, you always get the raw, honest truth from Jed, uh, how he feels, the way things are, and... Uh, he is outstanding. So uh, thanks to Jed. Randy Spence is pretty good, too. He'll be on the show tomorrow at 7.05. The uh, Plouffe sisters will be in studio as well uh, at 7.30. Uh, Michelle and Catherine, members of the uh, Canadian Women's National Basketball Team, and uh, those two are from this city and uh, great ambassadors. Also a former CFL receiver and now the... Uh, running the uh, Canadian Elite Basketball League. That's Mike Morialli. This is an interesting league that has a ratio as well. 
um, between American and Canadian. So a lot like the uh, a lot like the CFL. And also a Darius Bowman, former Eskimos receiver, now of the Montreal Alouettes. Been a, a strange year for a Darius Bowman. Uh, one of the best free agent signings in the offseason by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and period looked at as one of the best CFL free agent signings by any team and was traded a few weeks ago for a conditional eighth-round pick. So basically traded for nothing. It's basically what it is. You know, so, hey, that's just the way it's it, it's gone for Darius Bowman, um, who two years ago had a 1,700-yard season and led the CFL and how the mighty have fallen. So he's still a, a lover of this city and still has the uh, Adarius for Autism program. Um, and you know that he'll be living here uh, in Edmonton when his career is over. And hopefully he still has, you know, a year or two left in his career. But it's been a tough season for Adarius Bowman. But looking forward to hearing him back on, on, this, on this very program on uh, 6.30 Chat Inside Sports. Next hour, we'll go to Montreal, talk to Joey Alfieri of the... Uh, of uh, TSN 690. He's the Montreal Alouettes reporter. He'll be doing color for the game on Saturday for that radio station here at uh, Commonwealth Stadium alongside Rick Moffitt, who we had on the show here a few weeks ago. What are the Oilers to do without Andre Sekera? What are the options out there? There's not many, but we will discuss them with Jack Michaels, play-by-play voice of the Oilers on the Oilers radio network, and we'll do that after 7.30. News is next with Christina Josouin in the 6.30 Chad 24-hour news center. One hour done. One hour left. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins Tonight on Inside Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.